up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Doing pretty good, Steve. How about you, buddy? Ah, not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, we, me and you sat down last night and got invited to a, a mock draft with some people, uh, which was nice because I think that's the first draft that we've done with more than just me and you, right? Yeah, it's nice to be in one with a lot of other people and not just have a bunch of CPUs in it like we usually do um, and not have to talk through it. It's nice to just be able to sit back <laughs> and just do mock at your own pace and it- talk through your picks. It was surprising, um, despite that we uh, it, it was a, a full lineup of people. I think a lot of teams did still draft two quarterbacks, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, shows you that there's definitely still people out there that do it, and you know, it's not a strategy that we follow, but it is a strategy that people use. Yeah, and, and some of them, you know, I kind of understood. In fact, I was one of them. I drafted Matt Ryan and then uh, Trey Lance. At the yeah, really. Um, someone went Wentz and Fields. You can you can make sense of that. Um, Herbert and, and Watson. I guess you want to take a shot on Watson. You know that could make some sense. Um, the other ones, yeah, I mean Russell Wilson and Jalen Hurts. I guess that's interesting if you think Jalen Hurts has that. You know Lamar. I guess it wasn't his rookie season. It was a sophomore season um, breakout kind of potential, but. Some other ones like Pat Mahomes and Brady. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were interesting, a little head scratching, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just the way that you know most people do it. I mean, there's really myself, only myself, and one other team took one quarterback. So a lot of people did go two, and it, I don't know, you know, if these people were were was this someone that just like a, a listener or a follower that invited you, or was this someone that was does podcasts or like as an actual fantasy analyst yeah i don't uh, they don't do podcasts uh but they do a lot of polls and stuff on twitter um gotcha i just sent the link over yeah but it was fun like like we said you got to do them with a bunch of people every once in a while um it's a shame because sometimes they take a while although this one moved pretty quickly which is nice yeah no it was under under an hour and maybe a little over an hour yeah and it is kind of weird that uh I, i don't know about you but when i'm not talking about my picks in the mock draft, I, I'm seemingly thinking things through more and paying more attention than when I'm talking. I don't know yeah. if you feel the same way, but I guess I'm, I'm so focused on like what to talk on. I'm not, I don't know, focusing on the rest of it. Yeah, it's like you're just kind of filling, filling air. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're thinking more uh, when you're doing yeah. them, you know, off the podcast, which is interesting. I don't remember encountering that last year. Maybe I did and I just don't recall. But yeah, it's, it's a fun little exercise to do every once in a while. Yeah, fun little exercise. Speaking of exercises, what do we got today, Steve? Yeah, so we got a, uh, going back to a basics, doing a a 12-team PPR mock draft. Um, I will draft out of the four spot, as I don't really think I've been in that spot at all or in this kind of area. Will, you're drafting out of the 12, uh, because we don't believe that you've been in the the back of the first at all. So kind of a different setup for both of us. Yeah, excited to see what happens. I mean, I think there's you know, somewhere in the six to eight range of, of you've really stud running backs that I'm pretty comfortable with. So it'll kind of force me out of that zone and, and either to go with double receiver, tight end receiver there, or, you know, still grab one of the running backs and maybe just try to strike balance. I think that's what you did when you drafted out of the 12 in one of our last drafts. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see how things fall. Uh, per the usual, you know, give us a follow on Twitter at Trust Your Board. You can subscribe on YouTube as well if you want to follow along with the uh, board with us here. Will you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Let's go ahead and, and get the ball rolling here. Um, Camara actually going off the board at the 101. Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, per the usual, there, you know, the, the top three get shuffled around, but that's pretty solidified top three. So no big surprise there. Uh, I am left with a very difficult decision of Derrick Henry versus Saquon Barkley. Um, I know some would put probably Jonathan Taylor in this tier. I'm not putting him in there. And I, this is, I guess, why I'm drafting out of the spot because I really don't like it. I, I worry about Barkley and him just not living up to that rookie year. And I worry about Derrick Henry eventually all this volume coming and, and weighing down on him uh, that we've seen with some players after they've had 
you know, massive volume years, um, sometimes back to back, and then they start falling off hard. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, but we could also see Julio come through and, and steal some touchdowns away, steal some work away. So I think I'm going to stick with Barkley and take the upside shot that he presents, even though he worries me. Um, it'd be real interesting to see what I do in a live draft because I would hate to, to draft Barkley and him. It, you know, he's not going to bust bust, but not be, you know, top four worthy. And then, you know, maybe stuck on that, not really wanting to deal with him to begin with. So it's always something you got to roll the dice on, but I'm going to go and lock him in for this mock. We'll see what my team looks like with him there. And if I'm happy at the end, but uh, lots of running backs going out to board, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, and then Chubb and the little uh, wide receiver run right before you will Tyreek Adams and Diggs. Yeah. So puts me in an interesting spot. A couple of guys that I like here. There's really, I think just four options that I'm debating between um, so if we're looking at all the quarterbacks available, all the tight ends available, top running backs, you're looking at Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Mixon, Cam Akers, Dobbins, and receivers, you're looking at DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley. The only four guys that I'm really looking at here are Kelsey, Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf, and Austin Eckler. Eckler is more of like my emergency guy. I think if I go running back, it would be Aaron Jones. So being that I've got two picks, it's just debating of the, the three of Kelsey, Jones, and DK Metcalf. I was kind of assuming that Jones would be gone. And in that case, I think I would have gone the, um, the zero RB route, or at least to start there, gone Kelsey and Metcalf. But given that Jones is still there, I think I've got to take him just given the scarcity of the position. And as we mentioned, I think in either the last podcast or one of the last few, at this point, you're doing mock drafts with the intention that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there with all of your Packers players, because most of the time we're going to be doing these drafts much closer to the season. And at that point, I think we'll know whether Rodgers turns, gets traded or sure hope so. know, possibly retires. Yeah. I guess we do hope so. But at that point, you know, there there is a risk to it. And the longer we get into the summer without that being the case, I think the more that you're going to see a dip in, in the draft of, of Devontae Adams, the draft stock of Aaron Jones and such. But in this case, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones here as my first pick. Now, the second pick is tough because I do like DK a lot, but I think there is just a crazy positional advantage of that number one tight end, having Travis Kelsey. And I think we mentioned kind of those top three guys really give you a really big boost. But Kelsey, um, you know, among the rest, he's just been elite year in and year out. It's insane to kind of see, you know, his fantasy finishes year to year. Uh, I know last year his number one in standard and PPR. If you go you know, further back, he's just been so consistent as well. So until he falls off, you got to keep drafting him like he is, you know, number one tight end and, and, you know, a very reliable receiver as well. And it just really gives you a huge positional advantage. doesn't feel great, I think, coming out of the draft usually. But when you get into week one and you're matching your team up with somebody else, seeing Kelsey versus any other tight end outside of those top two, you feel really good about that positional advantage. So we're going to go Travis Kelsey here. Anything you're thinking or hoping for? Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, looks to be in the tier that could get to me. That would be a pretty awesome start. Um, if there's like any sort of run and like Cam Akers can slip through, that would mm-hmm. be the most ideal. Um, but I'd be happy with either one of them. Um, you know, if both are gone, maybe Kittle slips through, that could be interesting. So uh, there's a lot of guys I like here, but you know, Akers or Jefferson would be top of the list. So you get back to you here. We'll go Kelsey. Austin Eckler goes, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Brown, and Pat Mahomes. So you did fish your wish there for Jefferson. A couple of other guys that are probably interesting there for you. Where, where are you looking? Yeah, uh, that played out quite well. Um, glad to see Mahomes go early. It looks like uh, someone reached a little bit for Dobbins, uh, which is real nice. But I am quite high on Cam Akers this year. 
uh, and starting off with him and Barkley makes me plenty happy. So I don't think there's anyone else that I'm really going to consider here. You know, per the usual, wide receiver is always a, a pretty deep position. So it sucks not having Jefferson, but I'll grab wide receivers later. That's not going to be that big of a concern of mine. Um, so we'll just lock him in and, and see what gets back to me. Um, you know, looking further down the list, I, I don't know if I could pass up like an Antonio Gibson or, you know, maybe Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards Lair if they get back to me. So maybe I'll be starting very running back heavy for this draft. We'll see. Yeah. Always interesting to try different strategies out as they fall to you. Yeah. And I don't think I've done one that's that running back heavy yet. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what gets back to me. Uh, there goes Ridley and Jefferson right after me. George Kittle at the 212. Uh, Swift, Najee, and Sanders are one, two, and three in the third round. So my wish has come true. Um, just to, I'll read off some wide receivers to let you guys know who were who I'm missing out on. So we got Michael Thomas here, Keenan Allen, Julio, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, uh, Terry McLaurin. So plenty of really good options. Uh, but you know, at the running back position, Gibson, Jacobs, um, Ceh, Chris Carson. So so some really good options there. Uh, and I am going to take the upside shot on Gibson. Really happy there. This will kind of lock me into this heavy running back strategy, and we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out and see what my running back group or my wide receiver group looks like after this. But I'm gonna lock in Gibson. Go from there. We got Michael Thomas, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Darren Waller, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and you are on the clock. All right. So top guys here for each position. We've got all of the quarterbacks outside of Mr. Pat Mahomes. All the tight ends out of those top three, but not really an option here with Kelsey. Uh, not looking at quarterbacks, so going to be looking at probably trying to get a running back and a receiver. We'll see what we look at here. So running backs, you're looking at Chris Carson, Dave Montgomery, Travis Etienne, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt as the top five on ADP. Wide receivers, you're looking at Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Mari Cooper, Chris Godwin, uh, Cooper Cup. So some pretty good receivers there. I probably will try to strike balance just because of the receiver depth versus you know the running back depth here. If I'm looking running back. It's probably between Chris Carson and Montgomery. I know you and I are both high on height, but when you get guys that I think are going to get the volume, it makes, just makes more sense to take those players. So I think I'm going to go Chris Carson here first. Uh, I'm kind of tempted to go David Montgomery, but I think I want to get a receiver here and start to lengthen out that. As you mentioned, you know, it's not just you. There is three other teams outside of you that don't even have a receiver yet. So I imagine there's going to be a receiver run that goes. However, there's two teams as well that don't have a, any only have receivers. So pretty interesting makeups of some of these teams here as well. But we're going to look receiver, and it is down to Mike Evans or Terry McLaurin for me. I think I want to go with a guy that is going to have more volume, and that's going to be Terry. I'm a big fan of him this year, especially with Fitz there. You know, Fitz hasn't traditionally targeted tight ends too often, so I'm not sure how that fares for Logan Thomas. But I think the receiver position, Terry McLaurin, is only going to be helped by having the likes of a young Downey Brown to have the likes of Curtis Samuel there. So Terry McLaurin's going to be the receiver here for me. So we'll go Terry after him goes Cooper, Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, David Montgomery, Josh Allen, Cooper cup and Mike Evans. Yeah. So I think I can finally break away from my running back strategy. Um, still some interesting options here. Travis Etienne, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, you mentioned, uh, Miles Gaskin. I mean, if I really wanted to load up, I could do it and be really happy with everything. But I do want to grab, you know, a wide receiver, maybe a tight end. Um, but one of the two here, I think I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to grab. Hmm. This is a tough one. Uh, looking at the wide receivers, Adam Thielen, solid. DJ Moore, solid. Robert Woods, solid. Chase, uh, you know, definitely not for uh, one for me. Um, Kenny Galladay saw just some solid options, but nobody that's really jumping out as me getting a nice steal in the fourth. Uh, but that's kind of where I want to go. I'd rather roll the dice that, you know, maybe Goddard would get back to me in the next round or something to that effect. But 
I think I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go ahead and just lock myself in with a Mark Andrews now, get a high-quality tight end. We'll see what kind of wide receiver gets back to me. I'm, I'm happy with all those options. Um, so hopefully somebody sneaks through there. So I'm going to go lock in Andrews. I'm not really worried about the additional you know, wide receivers they added in the draft or you know, Sammy Watkins. They got through free agency. That doesn't really concern me. I think Mark Andrews is still going to be fine. I think he's a, a value where he's being drafted. Um, probably more belongs in the third round in my opinion, but I will uh, capitalize on that and go ahead and take my tight end. I feel like it's going to be a early tight end year for both of us, Will. There's no one that we really identified there late that we're in love with, huh? No, there's a couple of guys I think that I'll take when we do that, but the more and more I'm looking at it, I'm more open to taking an early tight end than most years. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, if I got burned and you know, uh, maybe I was around team nine and Hawkinson was gone and Fant was gone and Goddard was gone, you know, and you're then that Tunyon, Irv Smith, Hunter Henry, uh, you know, maybe I just <clears> wait and grab Evan Ingram or Jared Cook or something like that. But yeah, it's going to be interesting come uh, real draft time, what happens. But anyway, uh, I locked in Mark Andrews, Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray went off the board right after that. Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne starting the fifth round was feeling Galladay and Woods. So I will go ahead and grab that wide receiver now. Um, most of the, the same guys I mentioned before, DJ Moore, Chase Lockett, C.D. Lamb, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devonta Smith, OBJ. So some solid options here. Uh, no one that's screaming as a, a real good wide receiver one, but some good options nonetheless. I think uh, I'm actually going to pivot from what I normally do and think I'm going to draft Tyler Lockett. Um, I, I want to go with DJ Moore because I still like him a lot, but I, I think I'm just less concerned about Lockett, I guess. Um, CB Lamb's also really interesting. I'm just not sure I trust him as the first wide receiver on my team. So I'm going to go ahead and draft Lockett. I'm going to have to start pounding this wide receiver position here. Chase goes right after that. Russell Wilson, James Robinson. There goes DJ Moore at the 5'8". Kareem Hunt finally goes there at the 5'9". That would have been nice getting back to you, Will. Um, so would a Gaskin and then Juju goes at five eleven. You are on the clock. Yeah, so a couple guys I was looking at there. Question for you though, I don't know, I don't think you mentioned it. We're talking about possibly going early tight end this year. What um are your thoughts and, and do you think in any redraft leagues will you have Kyle Pitts anywhere? Probably not. Not for where he's going. Um mm -hmm. just because of the the amount of time, you know, it typically takes a few years for a tight end to to break out. Mm -hmm. um, and I know he's different and he's the top tier. And I'm sure he's going to be fine. I just don't see him as like fourth round fine. Mm -hmm. um, and so many people, they just, everyone forgets about the past. And like everyone had Hawkinson hyped and he had his first good game and then did nothing the rest of the year. And then you had the year of Evan Ingram and Njoku and, and OJ Howard, and they've done nothing for you ever. Like, I don't remember the last highly, you know, highly drafted tight end that has done anything um, year one. It's, it, it just doesn't happen that way. It's been often. a while. It, it has. Mm -hmm. and, and like, Pitts, again, is different, and I'm sure he's going to have some really good games. I just don't think he's going to be fourth round good. If he yeah. gets to me in like the seventh or eighth, I'll take my shot there, uh, but fourth round I'll pass, especially with Andrews right there. Like Andrews yeah. going right around the set. Like I'm taking the proven thing of Andrews. What about you? How do you feel? Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. I th I wonder if this boost in his value, like this Julio trade happening now, boosted his value here, where at a point it, it buoys and starts to either remain the same or drop a bit. Because imagine if this happened in like August, and then it, you know that that value just shoots up, and, it, and the ADP just keeps going and going and going until we're in draft days. I wonder if having that happen earlier is going to boost him to where we are now. But if it would level out a bit, and you know people do their mock drafts, see you know taking tight end early and, and not getting one of those top three or four, and really not being super confident in their team, we start to see them fall. I think I'm there with you as well. I probably would be waiting until sixth round, I think, at the earliest. I I mean, I think he's going to be good. And I think 
yeah, he's going to have big games because he is going to have a lot of volume too. I think there's a chance that he is really consistent because I don't really see any, you know Russell Cage getting more targets than him week in week out. It's really you know, just going to be um, Calvin Ridley. So I I don't know what to make of him, especially in the year that we're saying where we're not sure about these tight ends. But yeah, I would I think I obviously prefer you know going a second or third round Kelsey Waller Kittle than you know than taking him there. I I just wonder you know kind of where those top guys are going to end up. Do you think? Kelsey is going to be right around that, you know, first, second turn, while the other two guys are in the second and third. You know, does that, do they start to fall a bit? Because if I can get, you know, get them in the third, I think that's where the preference is. You know, get two other, you know, two receiver running backs first. It's just, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the tight end position continues to evolve throughout the mock season here. Yeah, I think most of it's fair. Like, I think Kelsey probably goes around there. I think Waller probably goes around where he's going. I think Andrews, I would assume, is going to climb, but I would assume back of the third for him. The only one I have a yeah. question mark is Kittle. I mean, this time last year, Kittle was up in the middle of the second round, you know, early second round, right around Kelsey. Um, and you know, there's a lot of hype around Debo and Ayuk because partially because of Trey Sermon, but it doesn't seem like that hype has been given to Kittle at all. Um, and maybe he's just falling because there's so many options, but I could see him moving up. But other than that, I think it largely stays the same as far as Kelsey and Waller are concerned. Yeah. So getting back to my position here, um, I've got Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, and Kelsey. So I definitely want to get at least one receiver, uh, possibly, uh, possibly two, or maybe a receiver and running back. And I will say I am very tempted with Dak and Justin Herbert both there. I'm really high on both of them going into the year, probably even higher on Dak. I think his value has dropped because of the injury. But going early tight end, I just don't feel like I'm going to have the depth of the other positions to be able to pull that off. Now, you know, looking back, if I had gone DK instead of Kelsey, Aaron Jones and Carson, you know, as well as DK and McLaurin, I think there's a chance, you know, maybe I do take Dak here. But with my first pick, it's pretty easy. I'm going to be going C.D. Lamb. You know, given that I already have um, McLaurin, I think it's going to be pretty consistent, as well as Kelsey. Much happier to kind of take that boom shot on C.D. Lamb. I know you mentioned him. You were thinking about him, but you didn't want that as your first receiver. So I think I'm more comfortable having McLaurin on the team there. So we're going to go C.D. first, and then this is where you know it gets difficult. I think you know, I'm looking at guys like Devonta Smith. Uh, a rookie, we're looking at Odell Beckham, Brandon Ayuk, Chark, Sutton, running back, we're looking at Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert. I, I'm not in love with, you know, really a ton of the players here. Devonta Smith, I think, is the highest one on the ranking board, but I don't know that I really want to go with a rookie receiver here. Who would be my third receiver? So I think, you know, he probably would be the default. Not in love with Melvin or Odell. Brandon Ayuk, I think, probably would be the choice here. There's still a little uncertainty there, especially with the rookie quarterback. But I think most of the receivers here are going to have some quarterback uncertainty as well. Outside of that, you know, Williams and Mostert, we'll see what gets back to me. Only having two running backs is worrisome as well. Um, So. No, I'm second, you know, second guessing it here. I think you know this is the time when I'm I'm going to be pulling the trigger on Mostert in a lot of places. So I think this is where I debate between Williams and Mostert, and one in doubt, I've been leaning Mostert and just here in the sixth round, hoping for for health for him. Obviously, you, know, you want an impact player there, and if he's healthy, I think he's going to be the guy. So talked myself into it here. I'm going to go Mostert to get that third running back just because of how valuable the position is and how scarce we see it here. Um, so we'll go Mostert. And after that, Melvin, Leonard Fournette, Brandon Ayuk, Cortland Sutton, Chase Edmonds, Devonta Smith, and Odell Beckham. So I'm curious, Will, um, you know, given that you weren't in love with a lot of the options, you know, happy with Mostert, but not in love with the options, would you have rather had, instead of Kelsey, 
Eckler with your 201 and then grabbed Hawkinson here? Or would you rather have the Kelsey Mostert that you ended up with? Mm, it's tough. Um, I think I'd probably stay Kelsey Mostert. I, I you know Hawkinson's going to get a lot of volume. I'm a little concerned about Eckler this year. I know PPR, he's, you know, he's going to get the volume there. But I just wonder if we're going to see Herbert take a step forward and be more down the field. Eckler's still going to get some volume, but not as much. Do they work other running backs in? I'm a little concerned with him. Uh, but ultimately, it just comes down to, I think, just that crazy advantage that Kelsey is. But it's a good thought, right? Him, you know, Eckler, Metcalf, which are the two other guys I was thinking about there with Kelsey. Yeah, fair. Uh, so we're looking at my pick. Uh, you know, I need another wide receiver, and I am, I'm finding problems with everyone here. Uh, you know, DJ Chark is a really interesting option, plenty of upside, but there's definitely been some concerns about him this offseason. Uh, T. Higgins, I like. You know, there's definitely, you know, there's concerns about Chase taking over the role, and what's that going to leave for Higgins? Jalen uh, Waddle's a rookie, not super interested there. Claypool is solid, but. You know, he did disappear for a lot of the year last year. He had his boom games and kind of vanished, but you know, he's an interesting option. Jerry Judy, how well does he, you know, fit in with Bridgewater? Bridgewater's a quarterback. Um, you know, how does he perform with Sutton back? Is he better? Because, you know, that's less double coverage on him. Is he worse? Because Sutton's getting more targets. You know, Brandon Cooks is just a fine kind of middle guy. So like we're we're in that tier where there's issues with everyone. I think I'm going to take my shot on T. Higgins again. When I said with Chase, like I like Chase, but you know it takes rookie wide receivers a while to get started. Um, you know, half a season or so, and the the wide receiver core that I'm building, I can't afford to wait like that. Um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and, and draft T. Higgins. I, I think he'll get off to a hot start, and and hopefully. Uh, hot enough that it just sustains itself throughout the rest of the year. Burrow, you know, can't kind of look away from him even as Chase gets started. So we'll go ahead and lock in Higgins there, and we'll see if another good wide receiver gets back to me. Um, TJ Hawkins, it goes off the board right after me. That is a move that I would probably swap. Eh, maybe not. Um, but we have Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert going off to round out the sixth round. James Conner. Um, Javante Williams there at 7-2, and then DJ Chark going off at the 7-3, so I am back on the clock. Largely the, the same groupings there. Um, I am going to take a shot on Claypool now, I think. I'm more comfortable with him because I see some safety in to a degree in Lockett and some safety in Higgins, so I think I'm okay taking a shot on Claypool. And I trust Big Ben more than I trust... Lock or Bridgewater when it comes to Jerry Judy. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Claypool here. That evens me up. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable enough to go away from the running back position with my next pick, but it, it does even me up. So if some, you know, I see some good running back uh, death, I could take that. If I don't and rather just take a wide receiver, I'll take my shot there. But Jalen Waddle went right after my pick. Uh, Noah Fant, Gasicki go off. There is Dak at the 7 8. Uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, David Johnson, Joe Burrow, you are on the clock with 7-12. Yeah, man, Dak would have been nice there. I was really praying he would have fallen back. We're looking at quarterbacks. we got Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Stafford, Hurts, Tannehill. So I'm kind of in that next tier of guys where I'm looking at Brady, Stafford, Hurts, and Tannehill, kind of as the guys that you know be looking to take not this round, but you know hoping that one of them falls to that 9-10 range or yeah, the uh, the ninth round, tenth round turn, and the twelfth pot that I'm in here. So we're looking at running backs. We've got Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, Mike Davis, Damon Harris, Michael Carter. Uh, so Mike Davis is interesting. Obviously, you're you know drafting him, knowing that he should start the year as the number one. But you know you're hoping it's probably best case scenario if he plays as the number one all of this year before they draft someone next year. Worst case. He gets into a timeshare by midseason because someone else, either he's ineffective or somebody else steps up to, you know, get to his level. So outside of him, receiver position, you got Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, Lucas Chenault, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, uh, and Tyler Boyd. So if I'm looking at wide receiver, Judy and LaVisco definitely stand out. Now it does add a little bit more risk there. 
So Jarvis looks to me as a guy that I feel like I'd want to pair with one of them just to get some consistency with him. Uh, you know, you're not going to be getting crazy boom games, but if you're looking at my core being McLaren, Lamb, and Judy or LaVisca, nice to get a a more consistent guy like Jarvis Landry here. So I'm going to take Jarvis first and then kind of talk through Judy and Chenault. With Judy and Chenault, both guys going into their second year, both guys that I think the coaching staff really likes. We've, you know, Denver still has the same coaching staff. They've obviously drafted him to hopefully come in and step up this year. They have the potential of Sutton coming back, but I would imagine it maybe takes a few weeks for him to get back into form. So that could allow Judy to really find his role in the offense. LaVisca, I think he is going to get volume. It seems like Urban Meyer is really excited about him. But how long is it going to take for Trevor to get to get his feet under him? How long is it going to take him to get used to the receivers? And there's quite a few there. We have. I know you are somewhat high on Shark. I'm kind of lowering a bit to now kind of be more neutral. I don't really know. You got Matt or Mike, Marvin Jones, Matt Jones, Mike Jones, Marvin Jones. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of receivers there. So I think in this situation, I'll, I'll yield to a guy that. Talent-wise, I think I like overall better and maybe is a little more consistent and just has a little bit more veteran of a quarterback. So going to go Jerry Judy here to get a fourth receiver uh, and just really solidify that position. After him, Debo, Kenyon Drake, Ronald Jones, Brandon Cooks, Mike Davis, Louis Chenault, and Rob Minkowski. Man, a lot of players went off the board that I wanted there. <laughs> Between, you know, Debo, which I th- I, th- I think is a reach, but I'm not quite sure. Um, mm-hmm. Debo, Brandon Cooks would have been nice. Mike Davis, <laughs> uh, LaVisca. Like, oh, boy. Um, and now I'm sitting here and Devont- or Deontay Johnson's on the board. So I could have went with Jerry Judy and then just got a different Pittsburgh uh, wide receiver here. So uh, things didn't fall quite the way I wanted. Um at the running back position, we do got Damian Harris. We got Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, AJ Dillon. Uh, at the wide receiver position, Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, Dante Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. So some solid options. I'm kind of tempted to go with Will Fuller. But what I think I'm going to do is go ahead before things dry up any further and just grab another running back. And that running back would be Damian Harris. Um, I liked him last year. It's a real late round kind of guy to grab. And while it's not as late, it's still pretty late for a starting running back. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with him. You know, he's not somebody that I need to start. We're only starting three running backs here, um, two at a minimum. So you don't even have to do three, but uh, some good depth and probably one of the last ones I'm going to draft for a little while, unless someone slips through or I really don't like what I'm seeing. But we're going to go ahead and lock him in. We're going to see what wide receiver gets back to us, kind of play the game a little bit. Uh, a bunch of them are not going to get back to me. Uh, Will Fuller goes <laughs> off right after me. Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Robbie Anderson, uh, Michael Carter goes there at the nine two, and then Curtis Samuel. So, a bunch of wide receivers that I liked. I was really hoping that one of them kind of slipped through, um, yeah, but it's not to be. So, I am stuck looking at uh, Michael Pittman, Antonio Brown, Rashad Bateman, uh, Michael Gallup, Corey Davis, Dante Parker. The list goes on, but that's kind of the tier that I'm sitting in, and it's not a tier that I'm really in love with. But, you know, I don't mind Antonio Brown. I think he is going to be in for a solid year this year. Um, definitely worth a ninth-round pick. You know, probably could draft him a little bit earlier. I think he'd be that solid. So uh, I'm comfortable drafting him there. You know, you always got the off-field kind of issues with him. So that's going to have to something I'm going to have to get over. But, you know, if anyone goes down in front of him, then – that's going to be a huge win for me and can help, you know, really solidify and boost this wide receiver group. But, you know, if not, I think he has standalone value and you can spot start him here and there. So we're going to go ahead and lock in Mr. Antonio Brown. Trey Sermon goes off the board. Uh, there goes Trevor Lawrence, a little bit of a quarterback run. Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Irv Smith, Goddard, and Jalen Hurts right before your pick. So a lot of uh, quarterbacks and tight ends going off the board. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks, tight ends, and kind of that tier I was hoping get back. It's back to me. A lot of them went. One still available here in Ryan Tannehill. So he is going to be one of my picks. Um, really outside of him, you know, you got Matt Ryan, 
Fields, Watson, Cousins, Baker. Not a ton of guys you're thrilled with. So I am happy to kind of get that last quarterback that I'm really comfortable taking. The Tannehill will lock in here first. After that, really looking at preferably running back, but just best available at receiver and uh, running back. And at running back, uh, I like Naeem Hines. A little further down, you got Pollard and Gainwell, but not thrilled about Zach Moss, Gurley, A.J. Dillon. Wide receiver, we're looking at Pittman, uh, Parker, but other than that, we shot Bateman, <clears throat> Gallup, we've already got Lamb, so it doesn't really make sense. So at this position here, I'm not thrilled with a ton of guys, so I'm going to go with a little you know, safer of an option and get my fourth running back in Naeem Hines. Definitely, you know, with the you know probably injury risk of Carson and as well as Mostert, it'd be nice to get a guy that I can plug in if needed. I feel pretty comfortable with about the receivers that I have with McLaurin, Lamb, Landry, and Judy on top of already having Kelsey. So he'll lock in Yang Hines after him, Michael Pittman, Logan Thomas, Sean Watson, Michael Gallup, Robert Tunyon, Zach Moss, Hunter Henry. Back to you. Okay, so I don't feel like I have to do anything um, here. The the running backs, mostly the same ones I ran off, or run off before. Um, just a couple of them gone. We have A.J. Dillon, Todd Gurley, Tony Pollard, uh, Devin Singletary, Gainwell, interesting. Jamal Williams, interesting. Uh, the wide receiver position, the one I'm, I'm really focusing on here, uh, Rashad Bateman, Corey Davis, Devontae Parker, uh, Rondell Moore, T.Y. Hilton, Mecole Hardman. So not in love with a lot of those options. We'll take a look at quarterback. I do need to grab one here eventually. Uh, Fields, Cousins, Matt Ryan, uh, Baker, Trey Lance, Wentz, Daniel Jones, Tua. So in that kind of tier here, I think I will, you know, all teams after me have a quarterback. So I, I think I can be okay. I mean, you know, sleeper drafts two, score, two, ah, drafts two quarterbacks. So I could get burned. Um, but... I'm going to go ahead and grab a wide receiver and we'll see what kind of quarterback gets back to me. You know, ideally it'd be Matt Ryan. If he's gone, then maybe I'll wait even longer. Um, I'm not really in love with a lot of the options. I'm looking at T.Y. Hilton as maybe somebody that can return to form. You know, maybe he gets uh, get some help from Wentz. That would be a big win for me if he can get back to that wide receiver two kind of tier. Um, I like Mike Williams as kind of a deep shot. And, and there's a possibility I grab... T.Y. Hilton and Mike Williams here and just really punt quarterback. But we will see how things play out. But for now, I think I'm going to grab T.Y. Hilton. Um, I do have a little bit more confidence in Wentz airing it out uh, over uh, Rivers did. So I, I think he could get boosted there. You know, Hopefully the injuries can be uh, put in the pass and he won't be too beat up on that front. But we'll see why Adam there. And if he doesn't work out, that's okay. He's my fifth wide receiver. So AJ Dillon went right after that. Todd Gurley, Rashad Bateman, Justin Fields at the turn. Uh, then Devontae Parker, Corey Davis. I am back on the clock. So I am sitting in a position where I can grab my quarterback and Matt Ryan, or I could grab that Mike Williams. And you know what? I, I think I am going to just roll the dice a little bit, see mm-hmm. what happens at the quarterback position. A lot of people after me have two quarterbacks already. So I think Matt Ryan could get back to me, even though it's a pretty long turn. Uh, Mike Williams, definitely a roll of the dice, but he's got such high touchdown upside uh, with that offense. I, I really think he's due for, I don't know if you want to call it a breakout. He's had some big seasons, but like his best season that he's had, provided Herbert doesn't fall back to earth um, a la Baker a few years ago. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him in here. He's the last running back or wide receiver that I really like. I guess Ruggs is down there, but I'd rather have Mike Williams. So we're going to lock him in. We'll see what gets back to me at the quarterback position. Quite curious there. So Singletary goes off the board. Rondell Moore, Miko Hardeman, Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Gainwell. You're on the clock. All right. So puts me here where rest of the draft we're going running back and wide receiver. Uh, currently, I've got four and four. Now, if I'm just kind of looking at those positions, there's less, I think, running backs that I like. Uh, in the long, like throughout the rest of this, then receivers. There's some interesting kind of low end receiver targets. So, going to likely go back to back running backs here. And you probably heard me talk about both of these. You could probably guess the two I'm going to take here, Steve. Um, but we're going to lock in 
Jamal Williams and Gus Edwards, yeah. two guys surprise, that I think surprise. are yeah, good RB2s on offenses that I think are going to be very run heavy. So a lot of volume and guys that should the guy ahead of them go down, I think could be in line for a lot of big work. Given that I've got some risk ahead of them at running back here, want to get guys that could step in if an injury occurs because I've got some injury risk with Mostert and, and even a little bit with Carson. So locking in Jamal Williams and Gus Edwards and probably round out my draft there with a, a couple of receiver dart throws. Oh, boy. Okay, so that didn't go well. Um, three quarterbacks off the board. Um, cousins, Matt Ryan, and Baker. Um, I mean, the guy had Deshaun Watson. You had to think he's going to take Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty logical pick Yeah, for crap, for drafting two quarterbacks. I think that makes some sense. So I'm looking yeah. at uh, Trey Lance, Wentz, Daniel Jones, Tua, Zach Wilson, Cam Newton, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Derek Carr. So, you know, you can still stream. There's still plenty of good options here. This might be, mm-hmm. you know, what I do with the this. I pull out the same strategy I did, you know, in our mock yesterday. I dropped two. You know, I'll grab Trey Lance to see what happens there, and I'll, I'll tag team him with maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, who I'm pretty confident in. Um, should have a pretty solid year. So I think I'll do that. I hate doing that because you really lose out on um, positional players. But, I mean, Trey Lance has sky-high upside. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and we'll do that. So we'll lock in Trey Lance here. Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, uh, J.D. McKissick, Marvin Jones, Elijah Moore, Tariq Cohen, I am back on the clock, and I will go ahead and just lock in Fitzpatrick. I would be pretty comfortable having Fitzpatrick without Trey Lance. Um, he's got some solid receiving options, obviously. Curtis Samuel, <clears throat> McLaurin, you know, he's got a plethora of young guys. Uh, Kelvin Hartley, don't forget Kelvin Harmon's there coming off the ACL. You have uh, Gandy Golden that they drafted last year. Um, you got, uh, uh, what's his name they drafted this year? Um, Brown. Uh, that they drafted this year. Brown. Yeah, Deami yeah. Brown, yeah. Um, so plenty of young options as well. I got the tight end. So I'd be pretty comfortable uh, comfortable with him if you really punt the position. Um, is that a stance that you take as well, Will, or are you more hesitant on him? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your team here, and, and I think those are two solid options to have at the end of your draft, given that you've got four, you know, three great running backs and a fourth good one. And then, you know, you load it up with six receivers that you can imagine someone's going to rise out of there to be serviceable. So pairing Lance and Fitz, I think is good. Cause I don't think Fitz really has anything that you risk him losing his job to. So it's more, as long as he can just be consistently decent until Lance steps in, then you hope that, you know, you can maybe play by matchup between the two, but you know, both seem to be, uh, you know, a good pairing there for late round quarterback. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, you know, there's two that I, I didn't really breeze over, but if you don't want to take the shot on Trey Lance, you have Jameis Winston, you have Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're drafting now, you could grab both and just get the Saints quarterback. Um, ideally, come draft season, we'll have an answer. But if it's, you know, both of them have upside, you know, in different ways. Jameis chucking the ball around, you know, Taysom being able to run and, and do some different things. So, you know, you could roll the dice on that side of things as well. Um, that wouldn't be a bad shot, but I'm sticking with Lance and Fitzpatrick. So we're going to lock in Fitzpatrick, Henry Ruggs there going off the board right after me, Aguilar, Cole Beasley, um, Jalen Rieger, Latavius Murray, Terrence Marshall, and Philip Lindsay. You're on the clock with your final two picks here, Will. All right. So I've got a couple guys that I was thinking about here, definitely going receiver for one of the two. And another pretty easy pick for me here, someone that you probably would guess. But instead of going in the 14th round, we're going to take Mr. Brian Edwards here in the 13th round. Another guy that I think, you know, you can give it a week or two to see if he looks like he's got the NFL down, which a lot of people assume he's going to. And if he just looks like he needs more work, he's going to need a guy that you can easily cut for one of the big waivers in the first few weeks of the year. So Brian Edwards uh, and, you know, locking him in my fifth receiver upside guy but you know someone that you can work the waivers on to get receiver depth or running back depth if needed the other two debate in between here are both actually playing for atlanta russell gage who is the likely wide receiver two there and javion hawkins a rookie free agent that drafted that could step in and you know have some impact there kind of the reason i was talking about mike davis and unsure how long he'll be is because of how, you know, Hawkins has 
been, you know, been perceived. And a lot of people are, are hype on him. He's another guy. I think that's just an easy guy to cut after week one. If you know what you have in him and you need to make a cut for somebody's handcuff that got injured that first week. So we're going to go, uh, I think a little more running back heavy when in doubt, I, I try to lean to the running back side uh, when, when at all possible. So going to lock in Javion Hawkins as my last pick here. After him, Chuba Hubbard, Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, Le'Veon Bell, Kadarius Tony, Mel, uh, Mar- <laughs> Mark Ingram, I was going to say Melvin Ingram, <laughs> and Sony Michelle. Um, I, I do want to call out, Will, real quick. I don't think I've ever seen this before, but if you look at Team 7 here, they didn't draft a wide receiver until round 11. Um, wow, yeah. Zeke, Dobbins, CEH, Josh Allen, James Robinson, Chase Edmonds, Gesicki, Mike Davis, Tom Brady, Robert Tunyon, and then wide receivers, they got Hardman, St. Brown, Beasley, and Tony. Um, it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, you could ideally... I mean, flip- yeah, they could have had, you know, Bateman, Parker, Hilton, Davis. Yeah, like they could have Mike done Williams. something different. And even then, like, you would think you'd look at them and be like, well, they're a, they're a running back powerhouse. But, like, you know, you got Zeke that people are worried are, is going to fall off. You got Dobbins who's, you know, lacking the touchdown upside because of Gus. Um, CH people are Lamar. worried about. Um, James Robinson might have just lost his job to ETN. Chase Edmonds, we don't know if he's the guy. So, like, even despite doing that, you still have question marks at the running back position yeah. somehow question marks there it's interesting yeah it is um anyway yeah you know, probably was... would have went you know either zeke or chubb but you could have went acres over dobbins could have went carson over um clyde i mean i guess clyde is more upside but yeah it's interesting yeah different kind of team but uh anyway i was looking at you know matson henderson seeing if they could get to me they would have been interesting picks you know i'm still looking at tevin coleman as an interesting you know wider or running back that might be starting everybody's got carter penciled in but you know it might be coleman for a little mm-hmm. while yeah um james white is still here as some great ppr depth um you know i got four wide receivers or four running backs so he's not a bad shot to take uh, just to give myself some depth um, at the wide receiver position, you know, Christian Kirk, kind of interesting. Um, so I think Shepard's not bad. Russell Gage is kind of interesting. Um, Gabe Davis, interesting. Uh, the only other one I'll give a quick shout to that I know a lot of people aren't going to like is AJ Green. But, you know, this late, it doesn't really matter if he you know gets hurt or he busts. You know, he could have a pretty good year with, you know, Hopkins taking all the coverage. Uh, I don't know what his upside would be, but I could say that about everyone here, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think I'll probably play it safe and I'll add James White just to give myself, you know, that little bit of running back depth. You know, Barkley's had some injury concerns. Akers was hurt. Um, oh, but I got Damian Harris. Ooh, yeah. I should have thought that through. That doesn't... <laughs> I mean, you could do both, but I don't want to. So... I am just going to avoid that. And it's entirely, and I will go ahead and draft another wide receiver. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling comfortable with Lockett and Higgins, uh, Antonio Brown. I'll take another upside shot. If you want to call AJ green an upside shot, but I'm going to place my bet there and just see what he does when he has another, you know, elite wide receiver with him taking all the coverage away. Maybe he could do something. I'm kind of glancing at Gabe Davis thinking I should put my shot there. But I don't know. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take Gabe Davis. Uh, I, I guess I trust him more. And I guess they got similar upside. You know, he's got no shot at being the one with Diggs there. But he's probably got a better chance of being a wide receiver too than A.J. Green does at this point. So we'll lock in Gabe Davis there. Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, and Firemuth uh, close out the draft. Uh, Will, you want to recap your team here? Yeah, so we'll go down from top to bottom. We've got Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, Chris Carson, Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, Ryan Mostert, Jarvis Landry, Jerry Judy, Tannehill, Hines, Williams, Edward, uh, Gus Edwards, Brian Edwards, and Javon Hawkins. Um, so interesting taking the tight end early. It definitely forces you to kind of reach for a couple positions to solidify there. So I like my running backs 
because of the depth guys that I think I like a little more than maybe most. Hines, I think, is a really good safe option. And then two good RB2s and Williams and Edwards behind your Jones, Carson, and Mostert. Tannehill, I think, is a great starting quarterback. You know, you're you're going to get him late. He's going to be, you know, probably somewhere in that 6 to 12 range. Uh, and, you know, some weeks he'll be top five because you have A.J. Brown go off or Julio go off. Uh, and then, you know, Travis Kelsey, obviously, don't need to say much more about him. He is, you know, top three tight end in the league, arguably top one. Uh, and then my receivers, I, I, you know, really like the the Terry, uh, CD, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Jerry Judy stack there. Some consistency, I think, is going to come with McLaurin and Judy. I'm sorry, with McLaurin and Landry. And then you hope that CD, you know, this boomer bust guy, and, and you hope that Judy can kind of step it up as well. So, those, you know, mixed with the Brian Edwards, you know, I really think this team pretty happy going into the season and, and then, you know, looking for you know, maybe a breakout receiver to pick up to just add some depth there. But I think, you know, having more running backs, six running backs to five receivers, preferably, you know, is usually preferably what you want. Yeah, and I'm sitting here uh, uh, really the opposite uh, as far as what you just said. Um but I think uh, I can get away with it given I went running back my first three picks. We've got Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, T. Higgins, Claypool, Damian Harris, Antonio Brown, Hilton, Mike Williams, Trey Lance, Fitzpatrick, and Gabriel Davis there. Uh, definitely not a team that I would typically draft. Um you know, I do like striking a little bit of a balance by the fourth round. So going running back heavy. You know, it has me looking, and especially adding a tight end early in there, has me looking at my wide receiver group and being kind of suspect. But there's a lot of good shots in there. You know, Lockett in the fifth round is a solid get. Um, Higgins, I, I think, is probably should be a round higher. Um, Claypool's a good gamble. You know, Mike Williams, T.O.I. Hilton, good upside shot. So, you know, pretty solid. But, you know, looking at my running back grouping of Barkley, Gibson and Akers, I really like that, and that'll definitely power this team forward. Um, Andrews, you know, great get. Like you have Kelsey, we, we both really solidified good tight ends there. Uh, their wider quarterback position obviously um, rolled the dice and it didn't work out. I'm not super unhappy with it. You know, I didn't end up, and I don't know who I would be unhappy with. Like I would still, you know, as far as streaming goes, be okay with like a Wentz or Daniel Jones to start. Um, but, you know, definitely not ideal, but I'm still somewhat comfortable there. And then, you know, if Trey Lance does take the job early uh, or just flat out wins it from the start, then I've really just probably won the draft um, mm -hmm. with that move big time. But uh, it's an interesting team, not one that I would normally draft, but I like it. Yeah, I think that's what you're looking for, kind of getting that guy late that shouldn't have been drafted much earlier. And you hope that that's that breakout guy that no one else is expecting. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, well, that's up. Going to close up the mock here. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up the show? No. Good luck, everyone, here in your mock drafts. And if you have any early fantasy drafts here in uh, mid-July or mid-June. And uh, we'll see everyone next week. Indeed we will. Everyone, until then, trust your board. <laughs>